less stress, more time, more money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor, short with Martin Holland. Hello, Cash Flow Contractors. Uh, this is Martin again. I'm solo again today because Khalil is still in Morocco. So, uh, Anyway, I was thinking about subjects to do a short on, and I came up with one based on an incident that happened earlier this week with a client. Um, I would jump back a little bit and say the basis of this podcast is going to be on a quote from a guy named Spencer Tucker, who wrote a book called The Breakeven System back in 1964, 1965. And at least as far as uh, I can find, he's the... Uh, first man to talk about break-even the way he does and the way I do. Much of what I talk about came from him. And uh, anyway, his quote was, there is no such thing as profit on an order or a sale. Now, what did he mean by that? That's, uh, that's an insight, maybe obvious to a lot of people. I know it's not obvious to others. But what did he mean by that? And what he's saying is, you may have a gross profit on a job or a sale, but there is no net profit until you've paid all your bills. So you have a job that you sell for $100. You've got $50 worth of cost. Let's say it's materials and labor in that job. That leaves you $0.50 cents or $50 margin, which you have to use to pay overhead. And if that's sufficient to pay overhead, you can begin to make a profit. But there is no profit on a job uh, in itself. Hopefully, there's margin. Um, so I hope that distinction is clear. Uh, margin being the difference between the sale and the cost of sales, the, the variable costs. Uh, in construction, it's usually labor and materials. Um, but there's no profit until you've generated enough gross profit margin to pay your overhead. Once that's done, and only that time, have you begun to make an actual net profit to the bottom line. So that's relevant because of a situation that a client presented me with um, this last week. And it was this. He had the inside track, let's say uh, nothing, nothing uh, under the table, but relationships and so on. He had the inside track to do the largest job he'd ever done. And let's just say it was a million dollars because it's in that, it's in that range. And that would have been the largest job he'd ever done. And he was, he and his whole crew were really excited about getting it and wanted to know what I thought of that. So here was my analysis. The job called for 20,000 units, well, say square feet, 20,000 square feet of what they do. And uh, it was relatively easy to add up the material and labor that went into that 20,000 square feet. And to say, oh, hey, we've got a nice margin here. Let's do the job. But on further analysis, what we did was we said, how long would it take you to produce 20,000 square feet of, of, of their product? And we've had some pretty good books over the years, and we have a pretty good idea of what his capacity is. And it turns out his capacity to produce a square foot is about 1,000 square feet a week. So that means that um, 20,000 square feet is going to take 20 weeks. So what? Almost five months, a little less than, less than five months, 
maybe a little more. And that's if everything went well. So in this case, it was going to use his entire capacity for four to five months. And we started to look at that and said, well, if it's going to tie up your entire capacity for five months, this job to break even will have to pay your entire overhead for five months. So in coming up with an absolute break-even minimum price that we knew he wouldn't lose money on without mistakes, we had to add the cost of the materials, which was, uh, or the cost of goods, which was the labor cost and the material cost. And we had to add to that five months of overhead and then divide that amount by the 20,000 square feet gave us a minimum price to break even and that if that's if everything went well. So for five months, he'd be working for one client, had to have this certain price uh, just to break even because that one job had to pay all five months overhead. Now, it went a little beyond that because as we sat and talked about, if there are any mistakes, any, any fallback or anything like that, it would be difficult. Now, that was to break even. We wanted to make at least, we used several numbers, but at least... 10% net profit after we paid all the variable costs and all the overhead for five months. We still wanted to have our bid high enough that it allowed at least a 10% profit. We were shooting for 20, but we thought that might be just a little bit more than the market would bear. So we sat there and looked at that. We came up with a price and uh, then we, we just sat around and talked about it a little bit. We said, what is going to happen to your current customers of whom he has a lot, of which he has a lot. If you go to them and tell them, hey, for the next five months, I'm not going to be able to do anything for you. Well, it's not hard to imagine that they're not going to quit business and wait. So they're going to find somebody else to do their work. And all of a sudden, your good customers will think that maybe there are times when you bail on them and can't do their work. And they also establish a relationship with somebody else. And that's not good. So we looked at that and said, I don't know about this. It'd be great. It's our breakout job, puts us at another level, but it could alienate all the customers we have right now. And if we make mistakes, we could be in the hole and it's all committed on one big job. But that wasn't the end of our consideration. This was a large commercial job and commercial jobs are different than dealing with consumers and, uh, and longtime customers, maybe builders people that you do business with a lot in that, when are we going to get paid? Well, we just took a conservative view and said, well, not conservative. It's what they're offering. Uh, they'll pay you every 30 days. So you're going to go 30 days and then working, paying your guys, buying the material, paying your suppliers and paying your other overhead. And that'll be when you invoice your first part of the job, in this case, first fifth of the job. And then it's going to be 30 days before you get paid. So it looked to me as if he would need working capital. He would need cash. He would need to be able to pay his bills and meet his obligations without getting paid for at least two months. And in this case, that wound up being about $300,000 he would have needed. So we were looking at taking over. The good side is we're in a new realm. We're in with big guys. We're ramping up. We're realizing our... Um, dream of getting bigger and maybe branching into, into additional areas of business. And that was, that's all good and exciting. But then we started looking, Ooh, that's going to steal all our capacity for five months. 
And not only will we alienate customers, but we will uh, have to come up with the capital to fund that, to finance that for at least two months, uh, one-fifth of the job or two-fifths of the job for, for two months. So, having heard what I've said, and if I've said it well, what's your instinct? Would you do it? Uh, we've all been tempted by taking that next million-dollar job, maybe $10 million, maybe $100 million job, but taking that next big leap, that order of magnitude, we're all tempted by that. But what would you have done? Well, I can tell you that our decision was we are not going to do this job. And I think it's pretty obvious. I like to be aggressive. I like to think we can increase our production, but this was too much, uh, too much risk with our current customers, too much um, risk for working capital that we didn't have. And I, I felt confident enough to advise this client that if you take that job, you are out of business the day you sign it. So anyway, that was, that was my, uh, my recommendation. What we're doing is going back to the, the uh, outfit that is putting out the bid to see if maybe we can take a smaller chunk, maybe 5,000 square feet, something like that, uh, so that we can begin to gradually ramp up both our capacity, uh, keep our current customers happy, and build some cash reserves. But um, that, was, that was our answer, and I hope you see the logic there. What's different just a little bit is that by finding its capacity, we were able to tell how many months of overhead this job was going to have to pay. That's not usually how it's done. Usually when we bid, we say, hey, we're working with 40% margin, so we find our cost divided by 0.6, as we've discussed in other, we've got this 40% margin. But in a case like this, where it's gonna use all our capacity, there had to be a minimum. Um, there had to be a, an amount that would do it, and we had to be able to do it without alienator or customer even having the cash to uh, support the job, which we didn't have. So anyway, I hope that's some insight. That's uh, the additional step on bidding things of taking your overall capacity into consideration when you think about the job. Anyway, I hope that made sense. If anybody has any questions, please reach out. Uh, it was an interesting way in a different way than we normally do it to approach this job. And uh, I think that the consideration we put in probably saved us many people. Thanks for listening to The Cashflow Contractor. Check out our website in the show notes or visit thecashflowcontractor.com.